0: Good afternoon and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll chat with the Executive Director of the Western Grain Elevator Association. And up first in today's country comment, we'll check in with Manitoba Agricultural Services Corporation. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look. our local news good afternoon you're listening to the manitoba farm journal today we chat with david crossell with manitoba agricultural services corporation about spring claims
1: i guess in terms of uh, the overwinter crops uh, most of the farmers identified them through their harvested production reports which were due last november so uh, based on that information at that time there was about 420,000 acres that did not get harvested now Some of those crops, like uh, corn and sunflowers, have continued to be harvested throughout uh, the winter, so uh, those numbers have declined a little bit. But uh, a lot of those claims have already been made, and and we are aware of it. It's just a matter of uh, either getting out for the first time for some of them that were uh, covered in snowfall or or reassessing them for further losses if the producer is not planning to harvest this spring.
0: COVID-19, has that changed the way you guys are doing things? Sure.
1: Yeah, definitely. We've uh, looked at a bunch of uh, things that we can do to both keep our staff safe and keep the general public safe. So uh, fortunately for us, a lot of our claims are done on a computer. So we have the ability, we can go out and complete our assessments without the farmer necessarily having to be there with our staff. And, and once we've done that, we can email Uh, the producers, the results of what we found, and uh, they can sign off on it electronically. Uh, In situations where we're not able to do that or we have to complete a claim on paper, uh, we will be uh, scanning, uh, faxing, or or emailing that information to a producer where they can then uh, review it and sign off on it and then either scan it back to us or mail it back to us.
0: Have you had to close any offices? Uh, Our
1: offices are officially closed. closed as, as of uh, yesterday um, just to the general public they are still being staffed um, and it, it, it's a means of uh, controlling flow of people coming in and out and uh, screening them to see if it's absolutely necessary that they come in and, and meet directly with staff or whether it's a matter they can just drop off uh, uh, any required information all our offices have drop boxes where they can uh, make payments or drop off pertinent information.
0: Any other advice here for for farmers? The message
1: to farmers with crop out this spring is uh, if you're planning on on harvesting uh, those acres... Uh, you don't necessarily need to contact us. You just need to go out and finish harvesting uh, uh, it and then uh, contact our office so that we can either finalize your claim or update your harvested production report. Uh, if you feel the crop is not worth harvesting or has deteriorated uh, throughout the winter to a point where it's not salvageable, you definitely want to contact our office so that we can go have another look at it, reappraise it, because uh, right now we don't want to necessarily use the appraisal that was done last fall if it's gotten worse. So so, we need to have a look at that crop before you burn it or, or work it down or disk it down. So, uh v- very important that you contact the office and, and like I said, we're, uh, we've are we identified these fields. We've got a plan underway. In some areas, we can actually uh, pretty much start appraising them now, uh, especially towards the international border where the snow is basically gone. Um, so we're, we're trying to get out as quickly as possible because uh, we know once the weather does turn here, uh, farmers will be anxious to get onto the land because uh, a lot of land didn't get worked last year and uh, needs to get prepared for seeding, and of course the stuff that still has crop on it, uh, even more important to get it off and, and get that land dried out.
0: That was David Carossel with Manitoba Agricultural Services Corporation. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Knute. Ag officials are continuing to host roundtable meetings over the phone this week. Mary Robinson is president with the Canadian Federation of Agriculture.
2: We're talking uh, this week about BRM, this discussion about trade, uh, and uh, we we made it very clear to government about the concern for the availability of containers. Uh, They're aware of that, and they they feel that uh, that was a hiccup uh, uh, in China that they think They can see the solution coming, um, that those containers will be flowing, and we'd ask them to prioritize the movement of food um, instead of perhaps non-essential goods.
0: And Manitoba farmers are back in the field trying to wrap up the corn harvest. Dean Taves, Farms Near McGregor.
1: We've been uh, going since the beginning of March, essentially. We did another 800 acres of custom work before we did our own, so it's coming up to about 1,600 acres now in in March and as long as the ground is frozen the trucks can keep driving and it's, it hasn't been too bad. Uh, the odd headline will have to clear off to, to allow the, the trucks to get onto the field but other than that it's been, been pretty
0: decent. Dave says the quality of the corn has been good noting there has been some slight damage from deer. He adds most of the corn is being dried. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Cory Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Wednesday, March 25th. I'm Cory Canute. Coming up today, we'll hear from the Executive Director with the Western Grain Elevator Association. Today we're joined by Wade Subkowicz, the Executive Director with the Western Grain Elevator Association.
3: We're seeing um, good movements uh, right now. We, uh, Since the blockades ended, we've been... Going full force, um, uh, using as much capacity as we are provided by the railways, which has been um, good, and so grain movements within the month of March uh, ha- have been have been high, and uh, we're pleased to see that. So we've been able to bring down the grain vessels in uh, in Vancouver and uh, Prince Rupert um, uh, down from. We were about 55, uh, 55 to 57 at the height of uh, height of the backlog due to the blockades, and now we it's down to 44, which is still high, but uh, it's moving in the right direction. So we're seeing um, a reduction in the uh, contract extension penalties. We're seeing a reduction in the number of vessels that are incurring demurrage, and so our costs are uh, are, have been going down and. So we've started the road to recovery, but there's still a long way to go.
0: What uh, impact has uh, COVID nineteen had?
3: Well, that is a uh, a monster question, but uh, COVID nineteen is is all we are working on these days here at the WGEA. It's uh, it's it's a major um, uh, issue, obviously, not only for the grain sector but for everybody on the planet. So uh, the the impacts. Uh, have been that we we are looking at processes each company is looking at processes as to how to continue to keep the supply chain working and still keep uh... employees safe and anybody we interface with safe so uh, i think it's fair to say that uh... the the grain supply chain is uh, is is recognized as a critical supply chain to get food uh... where it needs to go for processing both domestically and internationally and uh, we need to do that in a safe and responsible way. So um, companies are implementing different procedures for receiving grain at the elevators. It's, they are major, but enough to uh, keep uh, individuals safe and keep them that, uh, that six-foot distance away from each other. Uh, cleaning processes. Um, uh, you may, may see something like the farmer being asked not to leave the truck and the elevator receipt being brought to him or her. And, uh, and that sort of thing. So, the, and, and those procedures are being implemented n- uh, not only in the interface with the grain farmer, but a- anywhere else they interface with uh, other uh, workers throughout the supply chain, like the railways and the longshore industry and, you know, vessel crews, that sort of thing. So, And, and they're also looking at internal procedures because uh, there are a lot of functions in the grain elevator where you would see two people working together or, or, or more. So they've... They, there will be some adjustments in internal processes so that people will be able to work and and keep that safe distance away from each other where possible. And, and then there are procedures being put in place for sanitization, uh, cleaning of surfaces, cleaning of... Uh, People uh, cleaning their hands uh, periodically uh, between functions and, and after they've interacted with uh, with others, where it's necessary to do so, and also uh, processes to deal with people who need to stay home uh, because they're not well or because they're uh, in uh, self isolation or because they have children at home, and so companies are working with their with their uh, grain workers to. Um, to organize these these types of things through this time, so we're doing all of this to try and keep the supply chain moving and to try and keep employees uh, and the public at large safe.
0: How might this impact um, contracts if a farmer is not able to deliver or or an elevator can't take it? Um, you know what what comes into play there.
3: When it comes to contracting, you know because the supply chain's been moving uh, the way it. Uh, Uh, it has been, which has been pretty well lately. We're trying to bring in grain as it has been contracted for that delivery period. So where possible, we're doing that. But if there are circumstances where a farmer can't deliver because they're in isolation and they can't leave, I mean, you know, they would need to enter into a dialogue with the grain company about that and see... And see what can be done, but those are being handled at least right now on a case by case basis, and and uh, through individual conversations where where, where uh, an exception needs to be made.
0: Has there been any impact, um, you know, in Vancouver as far as uh, you know ships heading out, or has COVID impacted that in any way? Or?
3: It's impacted. It would, be, it would be false to say that it hasn't had implications. There are business implications. Everybody is. Is looking at their procedures and changing the way they do things. From a grain movement point of view, it hasn't had a significant impact, and we and we're doing everything in our power to keep it from having a, a significant impact. But it, it has had an impact. I mean, everybody is looking at how at, at better practices and best practices for for uh, being in front of an issue before it becomes an issue.
0: That was Wade Subkowich, Executive Director with the Western Grain Elevator Association. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email to the farm desk at GoldenWestRadio.com. I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. A number of cancellations and postponements due to COVID-19. The Royal Manitoba Winter Fair scheduled to take place next week in Brandon has been cancelled. The Manitoba Sustainable Energy Association Annual Conference scheduled for April 8th in Morden has been postponed. And the CAP Advisory Council meeting scheduled for April 9th in Portage has been cancelled. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Wednesday afternoon today we continue our conversation with Canadian Federation of Agriculture president Mary Robinson we chatted earlier in the week tell us again about the uh, the CFA survey and and how that's been going
2: yeah so we're sending a survey out uh, a couple of different surveys one to um, to our board and members directly and then one to farmers generally and uh, asking questions so so that changes uh, each survey and and we're Asking for input from industry members to um, to help us identify areas of concern that they're seeing, um, help us identify solutions. You know, CFA uh, always tries to not just bring the problems to government, but also some solutions. And we've got some fantastic thinkers in agriculture for sure. So uh, we're we're identifying all kinds of areas that we're uh, we're constantly feeding, in particular into that roundtable, the the uh, COVID monitoring calls.
0: And uh, just, just uh, reading your update here today, um, you mentioned the, uh, your push to see the agri-food system uh, deemed as an essential service. Can, can you expand on that?
2: Well, we know that uh, it seems all hands are on deck to control uh, and uh, minimize the impact of, of COVID um, as far as the health and well-being of Canadians and, and the world at large. And we know that uh, second or, I don't know if it's second or a tied first place, we also need to make sure that people eat. Um, so, as we see this kind of slowdown uh, in the movement of, of goods and, and people, um, we need government to be making sure that the production of food is is considered essential. Because if we have slowdowns in that, that that will be uh, that will be not good. And we are getting pretty positive uh, responses from government in that. The call today, I think we all felt more heartened, that government was recognizing that um, that the production of food has got to be top of mind. So uh, we're pushing for that to happen. And then when we see things like uh, we just had an announcement out of Ontario that they're, they're cutting back to essential services, so making sure that the entire process from field to fork um, is deemed essential. So that means fertilizer getting to producers so they can put crop in um, that means uh, equipment maintenance, you know, making sure that, that uh, planters and tractors work. Um, refrigeration in a plant that's producing food that requires refrigeration before going to the market. Um, all of that, that each one of those components is considered essential and it takes priority as we see this kind of slowdown
0: and attempt to flatten the curve. That was Mary Robinson, President of the Canadian Federation of Agriculture. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. Manitoba farmers are busy wrapping up last year's corn harvest. Dean Taves farms in the McGregor area.
1: Quality's been good. We hauled into husky last week. We're actually getting a little heavier test weight than the stuff we did in November, December. So that part's been good, and there's been very, very little that we've left out in the field. There's some slight uh, deer damage along certain fields where there's trees alongside where deer will travel, but uh, overall, we we'll pretty much uh, better shape than it was in, in
3: November.
0: Dave says they've been harvesting corn since the start of the month. He adds most of the crop is being dried. And earlier this week, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau announced measures to help farmers deal with the financial impact of COVID-19. Mary Robinson is president with the Canadian Federation of Agriculture.
2: CFA is uh, highly aware that we we don't want to create the sense that loaning more money to agriculture is going to fix this problem. And we've had a, a pretty great channel of communication with AAFC and talking about BRM. So I think we're going to see... A whole bunch of things just continue to change and I think we're going to see adjustments to BRM moving forward that are are going to continue to change. As we make our way through this crisis, governments made it very clear to us that uh, they consider the production of food to be essential.
0: Robinson says topics being discussed this week during the industry roundtable are BRM, trade and the availability of containers. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Knute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwestradio.com. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.